Welcome to the China Flexpad podcast. My name is Michael, and I'm living in China since January 2009. My first trip to China was actually back in May 2005 for tourism. For my first two years, I lived in Guangzhou, and since 2011, I am in Shanghai. I work in the hospitality industry, and I specialize in revenue management for hotels. I've been in this field for about 15 years now. I started at hotel level as a revenue manager before moving to corporate office and leading entire regions. I will be starting soon a new challenge at a new company, so this will be my fourth company in China. Michael, this sounds that you're already experienced in leadership jobs, and now you're moving into your next leadership job. And this is a great experience for our audience because this is our leadership series, and you're going to be the first person that we feature here on the podcast to show more on sales, marketing, and in your case, revenue management. Can you explain a bit more what is revenue management? Revenue management, in a nutshell, is maximizing revenue, and here we do it for hotels. The easy way to explain it is when you book a hotel, you may see a different price for each day. It may change actually from one day to another. Well, this is revenue management. That means that behind each price, there is someone who decides what the price will be. It's actually very scientific. We use a lot of methods and analysis to actually decide what will be the price. This will help us to maximize revenue for a specific day. So based on demand. We aim to generate the most revenue possible. Revenue management actually exists in many industries. If you look at airlines, for example, when you book a flight, it is the same from one day to another, a different price. The same if you go to Disney, for example. But you have the same with discounting and retailing. If there is a discount happening, there is a reason, and that's because somebody decided that that would be the best way to maximize revenue. Would you consider yourself a French leader? I actually never worked in France. I left my home country for the UK right after graduating from university, and I spent five years there. So the vast majority of my leadership experience has been in China. I've also always been very immersed with the local. For example, when I moved to Guangzhou, I lived in an area near the airport where old people would only speak Cantonese. Even today in Shanghai, I'm not an expat surrounded by other expats. I live a local life. I'm likely the only foreigner in my residence. My wife, being Chinese, also definitely helps me in being more grounded and integrated. What is the difference between hospitality in Europe and China? I think in China structures are much bigger. There are not many hotels with less than a hundred rooms, for example, at least for international companies. There are also more employees per room overall due to the large structures. My last hotel in the UK must have been around 160 rooms, but I landed in Guangzhou to a 450-room hotel. Hotels have more restaurants and leisure facilities. The China market is already, for most companies, their second largest operating market after their home country. But also, like the rest of business in China, everything evolves very fast, much faster than in Europe or in the U.S. And you therefore need to adapt. Hotel reflects progresses made by the society. For example, no one pays in cash anymore, nor uses credit card. Everyone pays with WeChat Pay or AliPay. Everything is built with WeChat or other e-commerce platforms in mind. All this is light years ahead of the West. What would you call the biggest risk for international hospitality companies? The biggest risk is actually the shortage of talent. Companies have been growing at an impressive speed, trying to catch up with the increase in tourism across the country, and therefore talents are needed everywhere. Unlike other industries like engineering or technology, there is not so many local people who have worked abroad 
and can actually bring back an expertise. So talents are mainly grown within China. The hospitality industry is not always seen as the sexiest industry in China, like in the West. So it's mainly an industry of passionate people. The fast expansion in China also creates many opportunities, meaning that employees can quickly move from one hotel to another or from one company to another. What companies need to focus on is developing and retaining their talents. And how do you manage this risk? How do you make sure people stay and grow? It's a challenge to retain people. So hotel companies have looked at several solutions. First is upgrading the culture. You need to ensure you have a great culture that makes people engage at work and want to stay working there. It comes from the leadership down, so top management needs to be involved. The culture is different for each company, but it is crucial to start there. You then need to look at the benefit offered. A common one in the hospitality industry is giving employees discount at their hotels when they travel for leisure. This one, for example, remain key to attracting talents and therefore needs to be robustly set up to ensure it is widely recognized in the industry. And finally, the same way hotels are now in the business of creating experience for their guests, hotel companies can apply the same for their staff. Think for example about how is the onboarding done. This is something we worked specifically in the department I was leading previously, as we looked at how to create the best first experience. We of course did the basics, such as making sure all equipments are ready for day one, but we went further by also asking the team that this new person was joining to write a welcome card. We gave the new person a branded polo to feel part of the organization from the beginning. And we also prepared a hardcover book as a welcome gift because we wanted to foster a culture of learning and development. That among other things. The first day always started by an informal coffee with a management team. Think about the companies where the first impression is signing papers in the HR office. You can easily do better, and you should. Let's go back for a moment. How do you recruit these people? You recruit to feed the culture, and that's the bottom line. Whenever we had a doubt on a candidate, we would always refer back to our culture and whether he or she would fit and contribute. You can recruit the best talent ever, but if he is not a culture fit, it will not be a success. After that, I believe very much in developing talents from within. You need to train middle management to deliver that experience to team members, and again, it needs to be built in your culture. Growth from within is part of the culture. As you develop your team member with hard skills, but especially soft skills for management position, you end up having enough candidates internally to fill most of your vacancies. No matter which way you look at it, it's always cheaper to develop your team member rather than buying talents for management position. But you're an international chain, so how do you make your team international? I think the easiest way is to create a diverse team where local team members can learn from Flexpats. I think it comes down to being able to adapt. In the same way that we Flexpats need an open mind in China to thrive, local employees also need the same to collaborate with teams located outside of China. While you can also never replicate a success from outside of China in China, Chinese people need to know that it will have to be done differently when going abroad or working with foreigners. And those who can adapt will thrive. Describe your own leadership style and what's your recommendation to other flexpats? Leadership is a lot about communication and your interaction with a team. I think the way you communicate reflects on your leadership style. Again, You need to communicate keeping in mind the cultural differences. You can't lead a team in China like you would in the West. 
you have to adapt. Understanding the cultural differences is crucial. So be honest, clear, and precise in your communication. Improve your credibility with your team members, and this will result in gaining their trust as you support them. Providing the right support is essential. So I try to delegate everything what I need to do to my team, and then I find people to do this. So my question to you is, if you do the same, so what's your job? What do you have to do yourself? Leadership is definitely about empowering your team. I see it actually as removing all obstacles so your team can thrive and achieve great results. Most tasks or responsibilities can be delegated up to a certain point. There will always be some HR or finance responsibility that will lie only with the leader. Apart from this, empowering means delegating. The leader needs to trust that his team will deliver or he needs to develop them to reach that level. Empowering your team will lead to growth. You, however, need to support your team when delegating. There is nothing worse than dumping tasks on your team without giving them the tools and the skills to achieve them. In how far is this different with FlexPets? If you hire FlexPets in your team, do you feel you have another leadership style with them? And is there a special value of FlexPets in your team that is different from Chinese professionals? I do think that FlexPets bring real value to the team. They bring a different perspective. And the way you manage them would be definitely different compared to the way you would manage local team member. The same way you adapt to China and you adapt to Chinese people, you would the same to Flexpat. And that's something that, for example, Chinese manager needs to do. I think having Flexpat in your team definitely adds diversity and they bring to the table a very different point of view and an expertise that is maybe not already in your team. Uh, Michael, this is a bit of a surprise, but I know that you joined my Learn Chinese in One Year Challenge. So why did you do that and what do you feel about this? I did join your 12 months learning challenge which I group, and thank you for creating it. I think that's a fantastic initiative. My Chinese is okay, but it could be better. And this year, I really want to focus on continuing my learning journey of the Chinese language. I have a very structured mind, and I'm very organized in how I do things. So I think working with a group is actually a very good way for me to progress. It creates what we call peer pressure. I've actually been following you for a while, whether it's on this podcast or whether it's on everything you do on LinkedIn. Creating that group was a great way for you to also help other Flexpat, and therefore I decided that it was the right opportunity for me to join. The group also provides a lot of help and resources. There's a lot of members who want to contribute and want to help others. So it's, it's very good. It really helps in making you accountable for your learning journey. You basically want to ensure that you don't let the group down. I think also one thing it did is that it created actually an opportunity for me to connect differently with my son. My son is half Chinese, half French. As I learn Chinese from English, he can actually learn English from Chinese. So that also created a great opportunity for me to connect with him and to learn a language with him. I think that the typical kind of initiative where Flexpad can help each other. So thank you very much for creating that. There are lots of Flexpads listening to this audience who would like to get a top management job like yourself. Now you have come to China very early. You worked on your career. You started in hotel level, like you described today. You went step by step by step. What's your recommendation to other Flexpads to build a career in China and to reach leadership stages? Now I think for Flexpads in the future, we need to look at it in two different ways. 
I think either they will be extremely specialized in a high value field, or it will be about managing large teams. My advice would be to become really good at something and recognize in your industry as an expert in that field. Definitely, academic achievements are also very important in China. So I would suggest that you push your studies as long as possible. Which university you come from and which degree or certification you got is very important in China. Think about it, very few foreigners can actually reach the level of Chinese that makes them able to compete with locals. So it needs to be, it needs to be about something else. It needs to be about showing a rare expertise or an ability to lead large organization. Nevertheless, having a high level of fluency in Chinese is more important today than it ever was. Ten years ago, you could get a very good job with only speaking English. Nowadays, Chinese language skills is key in order for you to get ahead in the organization and get to the right position. In terms of building your career in China, I've already said something around creating an expertise, becoming an expert in your field or leading large organization. So here are a few soft skills that I think are important. The first one is having an open mind and not being arrogant. I think too many expats, especially in the past, may have been too arrogant being in China, thinking that we are better or we can do things better, etc., etc. Things in China are different. We really need to understand that. Nothing that we have in the West, the way it works or the way we think, would work the same in China. It's not only the big population, it's not only that the infrastructure are very big, or it's not only that maybe technology-wise, China is more advanced than the West. It's down to the culture, the history, and the education, I think. You can't just apply what you think would work in the West in China. And it's the same in how you deal with people in China. The second one is to adapt and create resilience. Living in China can have a lot of rewards. It can also be hard from time to time. So creating resilience is very important, being resilient and adapting. China changes so quickly that you need to adapt. In a previous episode with Jamie Dixon that I really liked, he talked about how we should actually try to understand why and the reasons behind things are done in China or the way people do things. And I felt that was a very good advice because there is always a reason and therefore a learning opportunity behind. So whenever things are done in a, in a way in China, try to think about the why and the reasons behind. So I talked about not being arrogant and that comes with being less judgmental. We can be judgmental as foreigners. We come to China and we think that we can do things better. But actually, there is a lot that we can learn from China and from Chinese people. So if we can be less judgmental and more in a positive spirit and in a growth mindset, we can learn a lot from China and Chinese people. Obviously, as a leader, you need to be empathetic. You have team members that come from very different backgrounds. China just went through 30 years of development. Not everyone has the same story. And therefore, being empathetic to people and their emotion will be key in you being a successful leader in China. And at the end, as we said, improving your Chinese. You know, Chinese people really enjoy when foreigners speak Chinese. I see actually that things have changed where in the past maybe Chinese people 
used to come to foreigner to learn Chinese, but a lot of Chinese people speak very, very good English now. So it's, it has become the other way around when they really enjoy when the foreigner make the effort to speak Chinese. After a couple of sentences, you know, they will tell you your Chinese is very good when you just maybe order a dish or something. That's one thing. I think they're very curious Chinese people. And I think by speaking Chinese, you can learn a lot more about the people and its culture. Thank you very much, Michael, for coming on the show today. Thank you for being part of China Flexpot community. Visit our website at chinaflexpot.com and follow us on LinkedIn. Goodbye and 再见.